Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm Bronwyn Isaac. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Uh, That's a new thing I'm doing with my voice, apparently. Oh, yeah. Second puberty. It was pretty sexy. Yeah, well, you know, you got to give the people the radio voice they want. (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> I really, I really, I really threw off our rhythm. <laughs> I really threw off our rhythm there. Um, um, okay, so so this week oh we boy. are doing 2009's New in Town, starring Renee Zellweger and every white mama's favorite, Harry Connick Jr., <laughs> the translucent teeth man. <laughs> Of our dreams. Have you ever noticed, like, when I figured out that, like, Southern white women really, really gave it up for Harry Connick Jr., I was so shocked. Like, did you feel like you would open a new portal to, like, understand your childhood? This, these white, like, because I remember he was one of um, Grace's, like, longer love interests on Will and Grace. And I just remember the show really wanting me to think that he was fuckable and me being really confused. Like even as a kid, just like, am I supposed to, to like he him has resting youth pastor face? Oh yes. <laughs> right. Like yes. that youth pastor that like some of the teens would have a crush on, but you all know, like, ew, like secretly like, yeah, he's cute, I guess, but also he's our youth pastor. <laughs> That's yes. how I feel about Harry Connick jr. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really accurate. Uh, and I can't <laughs> stop staring at his face on my phone right now. He, it's very mesmerizing. It's, mes- <laughs> mes- <laughs> it's, it's very mesmerizing in like how I'm just I'm just fascinated by how uninterested I am in it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I'm like, yes, the things are there. You know the eyes, and the nose, and, and like he and did he, he like good sings bones. he he sings like he sings like jazz or something and oh my god like white ladies panties you really know get that wet. he actually has lotion like you know he <laughs> <laughs> he uses lotion on his hands oh yeah I should be down oh um, my god I. Wow, what a what a low bar His, we have. He's married to a former Victoria's Secret model. This man <laughs> really we all? gets around. This I don't. Whoa. Okay. Um, I'm just so confused by that. I'm not confused on anything relating to Renee Zellweger. I think that she's beautiful, perfect, wonderful, a goddess. Oh yeah, she. I will always a like, white woman that I have always stand for. I'm always like. On Team Zellweger, there's usually not anything where I need to be because who the hell is coming for her, right? <laughs> Just leave her alone. Well, Just I know leave- that she's going to be playing Judy Garland, and I know that people saw some promo art for that and were not happy. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, anyone who played Judy Garland would get some guff because, you know, people are just going to be sad that it's not Judy Garland. And also, when she got the work done on her face, people had shit to talk about her. Yes. I personally think that she is beautiful, regardless, no matter what she yeah. has to her face. I think she looks great. She looks great. She's doing what she wants with her body. Yeah. People are horrible and they yes. make like articles where they create side by sides of celebrities to show how much they've aged. Even though we all fucking age and die, 
Um, and then when a celebrity does something like gets Botox or gets a surgery, people are like judgy of that. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want from them? And then when they like go on like some crazy liquid diet and like have a crazy routine, we're all mad at them for not being relatable. And it's like, well, what do you want? It's her body. She's a human. Yes. That's my Zellweger. Yes. Um, rant. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. New in town. New uh, in town. A film that you probably don't remember because you shouldn't. It's a huge waste of time. New in town <laughs> uh, was directed by Danish director Jonas Elmer in his American film debut. Oh, honey. Yes. <laughs> I've never met a Danish person that was interesting. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. We're pulling out right out the gate. Uh, let the record show that Bronwyn said that and not me. <laughs> <laughs> this is some white on white racism. Oh, my God. I love um, it. I love uh, it. Not to say that there's no interesting Danish people. I'm sure there are. But I've only met a small amount. And it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've already I've I've dug this hole. Oh, it's, it's just, amazing! It's a culturally it's a cultural thing. It's not about their them as individuals not having fascinating inner lives. It's like this this mildness, um, uh, this like extra strength whiteness. You know? <laughs> oh yes. Um, and this movie is very much that. Um, so it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's this movie doesn't make me think of Danish people um, immediately. <laughs> what am I saying? Someone's going to get mad at me. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm ready for it. Um, uh, this <laughs> this film was written by, by the way, two men. Two men. Directed by a man. Written by two men. It's great. It's a great time. Fun time. Um, Ken Rance, <laughs> who this is his only major writing credit. And then there's C.J. Cox, who has who is... um. A gay writer director, uh, most known for writing Sweet Home Alabama. Um, he wrote Sweet Home Alabama. He wrote oh, man. Um, Latter Another one of the podcasts. He wrote Latter Days, which is um, a gay rom com set in the Mormon community. Ooh. Uh, yeah, which, like, I've heard that Latter Days is good. I've only seen bits and pieces of it through the years. I've definitely heard about it being good as well, but I've not seen it myself. Yeah, so so these three men got together, and uh, it's it's really interesting. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama, we've already done it on the podcast, so you already know what we think of that. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't heard that episode, go on back. Um, I don't say anything offensive about Danish people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge. Um, but for some reason, uh, unclear to me. Also, one of the producers here is Tracy Edmonds, which is funny to me. Tracy Edmonds. Edmonds, who was married to baby is the producer who's married to baby phase and dated Eddie Murphy. What what does she have to do with this? Yeah, that's such a rant. That's so <laughs> I such just a saw random. Her name <laughs> and I was like, I have to point this out. What? Yeah, you're like, okay. Um but yeah, this is uh this is some white nonsense. Uh Shabon Fallon Hogan, hilarious. She's in this. Um it sucks that one of my um, introduction. Well, actually, my introduction to her was probably like Men in Black. I hope, but there's some kid out there who's their introduction to her was she plays Fred's mom in those like Fred movies. Remember Fred, that YouTube kid? Oh my god, play she plays like Fred's mom. <laughs> yeah, I definitely know her from Men in Black. Oh yeah, um, she's luckily. been. Oh my god, she's been in Fred. Fred. 
the Fred movies one through three and also Fred the show. Oh, Jesus. Early, Man. the early 2000s. A job is a job. Dark, you know? Um, but she's great. She's a great comedic actress. She is. Uh, we have J.K. Simmons here wearing what looks like a, a pillow on his stomach. I don't believe that J.K. Simmons is uh, was ever chubby. Do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I think he's wearing a suit. It's like a partial suit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, which is crazy. Like it's wild. Like who cares? Like why? Yeah. Like (laughs) that, and that ties into like what I will go into later about just like the intense Midwestern tropes in this movie. Yeah. Uh, New in town is very much like a city girl comes to the. Like it's not the country, really. It's yeah, like it's not rural the country area. And has to be, and has to be, you know, taught that not everything is about you know Prada and Starbucks. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, essentially, so, it's so. <laughs> I mean, you can know. we just talk about like how weird it is that 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 this is a kind of movie that keeps on happening. happening yeah yes let's we've please. done a few of them at this point because i was thinking that while i was watching it i was like we have definitely covered probably at least like five movies that have this basic the basic plot of city girl usually it's the woman um yeah city woman goes to a small town and then like meets some wholesome quote-unquote man who shows her to stop Usually it's like stop being ambitious. Yeah, um, essentially. That's usually what it comes down to. Like yeah. usually there's some like shallow, maybe like overtly capitalist values she has that are shitty, but like it's also always linked to like calm down, woman. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's uh, very it's very hard to know what we're not supposed to like about this character. Because okay, so the movie starts with there's there's like a cold open where it's like Siobhan's family. Oh my gosh. Or like having wearing like Viking hats with like with like with like the braids on them and they're watching the game and and she asked her husband to open to answer the door and he doesn't. And so she's like, no tapioca for you. And then like Francis Conroy comes in. Oh yeah, we Francis Conroy, you know, the day oh, yes. the queen love her, um, comes in and they are talking about who the new boss at the plant is gonna be. And it's just like a weird, like goofy scene. It's weird that we spend time with them before we even meet Renee it's Zellweger. Su- I thought that I actually rewound it because I was like, what is happening? I, I must have missed this. And then I was like, oh no, this is just how it starts. It's a very disorienting way to start the movie. Yeah. And there's also just like this old lady that we barely see later who like does this whole gag about like t- what it sounds like to have tinnitus. I like- love her. I don't know what <laughs> the hell she's doing. I'm like, okay, sure. Do your thing, honey. Um, and what? then there's this one timid girl who kind of looks like Miss Pillsbury from Glee, but like also you don't really see for most of the movie. She just yeah. kind of sits there. Yeah, she's just there, and like the camera will pan to her, and you'll 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 like see her in like an enormous sweater, just like at the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but then they're just like, uh, so I wonder who the new plant manager is going to be. And then we are introduced to Renee Zellweger, who is a business lady. She's running. She's power walking. She's got a nice purse. She's got a nice car. She wears amazing suits. Like, wow, I love her suits. Yeah, she does. She wears amazing suits. Her, her like her shit's on point like this she, is this is a i love her style yeah it's great I like mean, even she, in like 2009 like you'd think that it would be dated it's not i would wear that oh that that shiny blue suit that she wears i would wear that tomorrow oh yeah i want to make a, a little lookbook of her <laughs> suits and then people will say what's your inspo and i'll say new in town never watch it and her show and her sh- her shows her shoes are always gorgeous and oh it's my weird. gosh there's so many shots of like her her stilettos or her her work pumps and I wish I want to wear them, but also not walking around New York, I would die. (laughs) And it's like, it's very clear that we're supposed to be like, uh, she's shallow because she wears these nice shoes. And all I think when I see her shoes is like, I wish I could wear those shoes. Right? That's how also the fact that it's written by men makes sense that like, they're just like, look at this impractical outfit that doesn't necessarily turn me on more. (laughs) I don't I don't understand it and it's bad and I mean I'm projecting a lot sure but no, yeah no I mean it's like, weird that's a common like, thing there's um, so many there's so many writers. shots of her feet and it's just like either there's a foot fetish or we're supposed to be yeah. upset that we're supposed to be upset that she's wearing heels and like I'm not upset that she's wearing heels I'm not upset at no, all I'm like I, right like I like the foot fetish angle because I was thinking I was like they're either really into her shoes or or like you said it's supposed to condemn her as you know the sh- the shallow city girl that she she needs to be proselytized out of um so <laughs> yeah you know what i do have a problem with though the font in the credits like oh my god that Ugh. font also can we talk about how the music was horrible the whole movie oh, what it was, was garbage. going on with that it i it's very rare that i even notice the music in these do, movies unless do, do, i love do, it do. because it's usually just kind of like generic whatever um and there's like a couple maybe semi memorable pop songs, but this was just like it was like Nokia pop songs, um, like slowed down. I don't know what the hell was happening. <laughs> so yeah, the the beginning is like her. It it shows Siobhan and her family, and it's just very much like who's gonna the, who's the new plant manager gonna be, you know? Um, and they all have like really overwrought Minnesota accents and like everybody's like in a sweater and like um you know it's like this is like homey and whatnot and then it goes to Renelle Zellweger and then it's revealed in a meeting that she's the one who has to go oh yeah well it's the thing is she shows up late to work because she was she was running she went for a run yeah and she shows up and all the men at the table hate her and it's hard to tell why and it's almost like the movie expects us to know why they hate her like there's something evident about her that we're supposed to hate like like the movie already assumes that we would obviously hate her and it yeah and there's just nothing it just makes us think that she like works with sexist dudes like yeah, it's mostly what that, that was scene. my thought was like oh girl that sucks like because she's the only woman who works there it seems like yeah there we don't even see like a receptionist yeah like, it's um, just her 
And so, like, oh nobody nobody wants to volunteer to oversee this factory because there needs to be, like, downsizing and they need to, like, change what products they're going to be making and, like, all this stuff. Yeah, like, and you so, have to be a bearer of a lot of bad news. You have to be in Minnesota in the winter. And so none of the men will talk. And so Renee Zellweger, once again proving, instead of just sitting there silently because she didn't have to talk, she was just like... I'll do it. Like, yeah, she's once she's she's try- doing it. She's, she's like, doing it, and she knows like she wants to get promoted. Um, so she's doing the things she has to do in this job. Um, and yeah, and like, like you said, it, it's like this movie assumes a lot about how we're gonna feel right away. Um, like just the idea of like a businesswoman is automatically so going to piss us off, which yeah. is which is very weird to me that it, it especially in like 2009 when I feel like we would be over this, but clearly yeah. we weren't. Um, and also the guy at the table who like kind of like throws her under the bus to do the project, he was just like, well, you know, she's single, so she can do it on site. And that was I was like. Really? Because also, like... Okay, she's single. She's also beautiful. Like, are you upset that she wouldn't fuck you? Like, what's your damage, bro? Yeah, and, like, I mean, in the workplace, women face discrimination no matter what, but there are actually ways in which being single in the workplace is better as a woman. Um, Like, it's definitely better than being a mother in a lot of ways because, I mean, there's so many studies about... Um, not getting promoted or not getting opportunities because your work s- assumes you need to be with your family. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm sure she would face discrimination as a single woman, but it's weird that that is the angle. But like you said, it just seems like the guy's mad she didn't fuck him. Yeah, it just, I, I just don't know. Yeah, but it's just... So she goes to Minnesota and she has heels on! How oh. dare she? Has she ever seen snow? She's so stylish! Like, I just... Like, it's also <laughs> funny because, like, as much as I like her suits, she's not done up in an absurd way like in some of these movies. In some of these movies, the women are like... It's like full dramatic face. It's like Prada, Prada, mm. Prada. With her, it's like it's practical. It's cute. Her shoes are like probably the most, um, you know, uh, gaudy part of her outfits. But she's not like wearing a thousand dollar, you know, suit dress, whatever. Yeah, I do wonder Minnesota. why she's like, wearing. She just looks <laughs> professional. I do wonder why she's wearing heels at the airport, but that's just like a practicality. Yeah, but. I'm like, girl, <laughs> just put on a sheet mask and pajama pants like the rest of us. Just, oh, what's like, funny though live. is that she like didn't really bring a heavy coat. Like she just, I mean, she's from Miami, so I also understand like when I got to New York when I moved here from Georgia, I didn't have a really heavy coat. I had to buy one when I got here because I just never needed one. Yeah, I mean, when I moved to Chicago from Seattle, like Seattle's definitely colder than I would imagine Georgia is, but um, I still didn't have the right kind of coat for Chicago. I think that's normal, but it also does feel out of character since her character is like, she's so pragmatic about her goals. You would think she would Google. Yeah. Like, you think that she would have like ordered like a Burberry. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like she'd have like her nice jacket waiting with yeah. the fur lining. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, I don't know. She just shows up and, 
she meets Shabon and she's like, I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your secretary. And she's just like, oh. like it's funny. Cause she was like, are you my executive assistant? And she's just like, no, I'm going to be your secretary. She's like, no. And then she goes, oh no, do you need, oh, let me do her accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Do you need, <laughs> okay, I'll wait. I'm going to do it later. Uh, I got to work up my courage again. Um, but she she just very dramatically is like, oh, do you need one? Like, oh my god! And then there's just like a bunch of gags. Like somebody has a catalog of their dead pets. I don't remember who. In her first conversation with Siobhan, Siobhan talks about scrapbooking and is like, we have a scrapbooking club. Do you like scrapbooking? I'm like, what? <laughs> and like, uh, Renee Zellweger makes a joke about Jesus, and then she's like, we don't talk, about, we don't joke about Jesus around here. Imagine if Jesus went missing. Oh yeah, because Renelle Zellweger. Oh, I think I think like Siobhan is like, have you have you found Jesus or something? I don't know how it comes up even. And then yeah, and then Renelle's Renee's like, no, is he lost? And then and then Siobhan's like, oh, you know. So it's like, oh, she's a Christian. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a, and then it's they so <sighs> this fucking movie. There's so many just like dumb jokes where it's just like she says that she, where Renee Zellweger is like, oh yeah, I can totally light a fire, and then she's like, oh where's the switch? And like, yeah, like not knowing. <laughs> there's so many like the writing for this. It's so um heavy handed, and I know it's supposed to be funny, but like it like it's so heavy handed with making Renelle Zellweger like she's never. I had love a how you big keep on coat. calling her Renelle. Renelle. <laughs> Renelle Zwager. <laughs> my my clumsy start with my voice has just really worked on this podcast. Um they like they keep uh making her say these absurd things. Like it doesn't matter if you live in a city or not. You know that you're not going to be able to turn on a fire in Minnesota. And then on the other hand, Siobhan is always saying these like Oh these my god. <laughs> next level naive things, you know, where where she's just like Oh, we, I don't know. It's like Amelia Bedelia. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> also, sorry about my phone. That's okay. <laughs> it's also just like a weird noise that came from it. Like, it wasn't even I know. I was like, ooh, who's on Skype? <laughs> Do we have a listener Skyping in? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a new, uh, oh new function my God. of the podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just <laughs> What's up? Um, but, yeah, it's just like, oh, my God. It, it's. This is just the dumbest fucking movie. Like when she meets Harry Connick Jr., um, he's like dumbfounded and he's got like beer dripping from his chin. Is it because her nipples are? Is, is it because she's so cold that her nipples are sticking out? Because she doesn't realize that her nipples are sticking out until later. So I didn't know why he was so shocked to see her. Is it just because she was a beautiful woman and he didn't expect to see her? I wasn't sure either. Yeah, because it just—it's it, not—it's it, not clear. There's a lot that's not clear in this movie, and then and then the rest of it is very very clear. <laughs> Like, very, like, here, let me spoon feed this to you, what, you know, viewer. Yeah. And also, there are just some things that are really mature. Like, oh, yeah, she's so cold that her nipples are poking out. Like, but then it's, like, back in this, like, almost, like, Disney movie kind of, you know There's what I no mean? There's no sex in this movie. It's, like, very far from sex. I mean, it's, like, and whenever they talk about it, like, oh, my God, so the dinner table scene. Oh. Uh, uh. Okay, so it's Why? just... It's just very much just, like, rich girl versus poor man stuff. And, yes. And, like, she... 
like it's 2009 so she asks um harry connick jr's daughter oh yeah i met fergie once do you like fergie and then she's like my dad doesn't let me listen to that kind of music and then they have this argument about like the representation of like women and like sexuality and like god yeah and like harry uh, connick jr goes on this like very predictable thing about how fergie like sexualizes herself and she's a bad influence for young girls and then he goes we listen to country and then renee is like um oh like that music about drinking and like you driving know driving like a pickup drinking and driving and and like it's just very and then he's like i drink beer i drive a pickup and it's just like that was my favorite moment <laughs> oh my god i was like wow same <laughs> and then he just like yells at her for like bowing down to corporations and then she talks about how the importance of the free market and like how the free market is like the backbone to society and like she values culture that's why she's in the city and he's like there's no more culture than there is out here which doesn't really make sense because he doesn't because she's like well i have museums and all these things and he doesn't really have a rebuttal (laughs) he's just like you're wrong you're a dumb woman Uh (laughs) and it's just it's so okay like i'm like you guys just both need to go fuck like what is this This yeah i mean just like just to get the tension out out. not to not to actually be together. get far away from each other please (laughs) for the sake of everyone um yeah it's the idea of like going through the entire plot of this movie beat by beat actually makes me exhausted. This is a movie about no, <laughs> no let's just I think we can sum it up and complain about it more. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. They want her to downsize and change production for some kind of like bars or something that they think blah 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 and everyone at the plant doesn't really respect her jk simmons is the foreman and he doesn't respect her they make up fake holidays so they don't have to go to work and they they fuck with her and like waitresses won't take her order and all of this other stuff and harry connick jr is the union rep yeah and so he's the person that she has to go through to get the to get the workers to trust her and her heels get caught in things um oh lots, <laughs> uh, lots. <laughs> and it's just this the problem one thing that i have an issue with new in town is that i it's very unclear why she had to go on this journey yeah it's it's what did she need to learn because she wasn't like they they had to make some changes with the bars they were producing and then they were gonna fire people like they could do this this is in the age of internet um this movie is yeah they didn't need to send someone and and if they did they could have sent her for like two days to have like a meeting so it's weird that she's there, but she doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah, like, this is a very, like, 90s movie in the sense that you wonder how much anything actually needed to happen yeah. the way that it did. And because it's, like, I I love Renee as an actress, but her character's not given much substance. I don't dislike her like I feel like I'm supposed to. I just don't, like, there's not very much about her that I learned because I just see her falling in her heels and, like, arguing with Harry Connick Jr., who I guess I'm also supposed to care about. Yeah, like, the most interesting scene, in my opinion, is when she she thinks she, everyone's been shit to her, so she's like, okay, well, it's, like, Thanksgiving, so I'm going to go back to Miami, and then her flight gets canceled, and so she's driving back to her place, and then she gets caught in the snow, 
And so she basically just hangs out um, in her car and gets and gets drunk, which is exactly the way that I would wait out a blizzard. Like, oh, honestly, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I felt very seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that would like if I had booze in my car, I'd be like, all right, well, we're going to do this and just like let the storm ride. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I was just like, that and like, that's pretty good. But then, you know, Harry Connick Jr. shows up and kind of ruins it because he's just like, He's just Condescending. like, oh, my God, the things that he says are so terrible. Like, it's like, oh, you're you're actually pretty cool when you're unconscious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Rapiest sentence in the movie. Like, uh, he's such like shit. she's she's like, you know, he, he like helps her uh, back to where she's staying. And she's, you know, she's blackout. So she's like, oh, sexy man. Thank you. Like, she's very endearing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love I love her drunk. She was, like, her. A very cute, drunk it, woman. It made me rem- it reminded me me bridget jones and i was like i could be watching bridget jones one two or three right now yeah literally anything except this movie but especially those movies (laughs) um yeah and and he he's just like kind of you know loving the attention he's like oh you think i'm sexy and she's like well i just said what do you mean and like she's just drunk and then yeah and then he makes this joke about loving like she's great when she's unconscious and i'm just like ew i hate you and he doesn't do anything of course which is good but it's just like it like he's introduced the first scene that dinner scene where we meet him he goes on a rant about like a slut shaming rant like it's obvious yeah. from the get go that he doesn't give a fuck it's about so women. weird also like like and the fact that we're supposed to like him it's like again this is definitely written by men why is her Minnesota love interest from North Carolina I know that it's because it's Harry Connick Jr. who's who was born in Louisiana but it was just like why not get a Midwestern guy for this role why not why did you get a very clear Southern guy because his aesthetic doesn't even really match up with anyone else's. No. And, and it <laughs> makes it even weirder that he's so like defensive of the town. Because I mean, he's not I guess from transplants there. Get defensive. That's like you don't sure, even go here. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine like when I lived in Chicago or now when I live in New York, my defense about Chicago or New York, I, I would never presume to act like I am a local, you know, in that sense. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the kind of cockiness he has about it. It's just interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be like if I was like to talk about New York like that. Like what? <laughs> like I've been I've been in New York for four years, and I'm just like I still wouldn't talk about New York the way that he talks oh, about yeah, Minnesota. No, like you pretend same. like you're from here. Like yeah, like I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the way he does it that's so annoying. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, and I mean everybody's such a dick. Like aside from Shaban, everybody's such a dick. Like that gag where they're playing like a drinking game whenever she like says a word that starts with the letter D. Yeah. <laughs> this is of course before that scene, and then and then oh yeah, she fires J.K. Simmons. That's a thing that is supposed to matter, but doesn't really. Um. It's just it's weird how this movie wants us to be mad at her when she's like. But we're not supposed to be mad at her bosses, who are the ones actually making these decisions. Right, like, exactly. We're mad at her for delivering the She's like the, the face news. of capitalism in this movie. And it's just like, she doesn't know any better. This is probably the first union rep that she's ever spoken to. Like, give her some time to give her a pamphlet. Like, yeah, yeah. Can we like, chill? <laughs> yeah, but like, we're just going to let... Yeah, it's, it's, it's very exhausting. Because it's just like, okay, so women, us... We're in the we're in the world, and we have all these disadvantages, and we get paid less, and everything. And so, so many women 
are taught to, you know, to succeed, they have to be, you know, a corporate person. They have to wear the heels. They have to wear the suit. They have to make the money. They have to like appear to have everything in control. They have to do all of these things. And it's like, it takes time to unlearn that stuff. And when I look at Renee Zellweger's character here, I see a person that's just like doing the best that she can, like not a person who, specifically is capitalist not a person who is like specifically means anyone any harm she just seems like a person that's just like okay i'm a woman i know it's gonna be hard i'm trying my best everyone's a dick like <laughs> yeah and like there's this scene like like the the point where harry connick uh, jr and renee like break their tension well the first time they break their tension um is like uh, when his daughter is going to a Valentine's Day dance and he pulls up to Siobhan's house where Renee and Siobhan and the other ladies are. And he's like, I have an emergency because I guess he got his daughter's hair permed. Yeah, um, he, he thought that a perm was a good idea. LOL. Unpopular opinion. I kind of felt like she could almost pull it off. Yeah, I, I, was, I, <laughs> I was like, she could just like work the shag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it ends up, it culminates in uh, Renee going to his house and them having a conversation because she like helps get his daughter ready. And oh, yeah, gives the daughter kitten heels too, which good starter heels. I know. I was like, hey. And like, um they this is the scene where we're revealed why they're like the way they are um and he talks about his wife that died five six years ago and that's why he moved to minnesota because his wife i don't know why she had to go to a uh, hospital there but um she yeah she died and so that we're supposed to care about him now because he's dealt with sadness and loss Whatever. and Exactly. And then um, for her, it's revealed that her dad actually worked in a factory and he always told her to get an education and to basically like climb the ladder and and get out of the working class if possible. So like that's supposed to humanize both of them because it's like, oh, she is doing she's ambitious for this reason and oh he's a dick for this reason and i'm like these are not equal though <laughs> yeah no it's just really not and it could it i think it really speaks to how badly his character is written and how much of a dick he is that we're not siding we with the union person because we we, are, we, we are the union people we are the I, union I literally people was part of a group of employees that unionized at one of my jobs like i am like that is the person i politically identify with he's 100 percent so frustrating like this feels like um like a like a, a shitty democratic socialist guy like doxing oh, a woman yeah. like who he thinks is too centrist. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that's definitely it. Like, and where it's just it's like a situation where you're just like why why do I have to care about I, yeah, her. I, you know, it's I just feel like this is like a feel like this is a family stone situation where it's just like have you considered just sitting down and like explaining your points nicely and not being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because he's the one who brings... He's the one who immediately attacked her at dinner. She didn't bring shitty things up until he did. And then she was definitely equally snobby about different subjects. Oh, but, yeah, 100%. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying she's blameless, but it is, like, the scene where we're supposed to care and, like, because his wife is dead and, and like, 
and 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 like we're supposed to forgive her now for you know being a capitalist because of her dad i'm just like okay sure but you guys don't make any sense together like there's no the only connection is that you're both young and hot and single and there's like no one else in this town yeah like yeah and because and they kiss and it's really unconvincing oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah you mentioned that you had issues with this kiss. okay so the kiss is like it looks like both of them have their lips actively pursed and like they just kind of jam them on each other. Oh like my, like they didn't want to kiss each other? Yeah. <laughs> she she puts more mouth there, but he really doesn't. And I don't know if it's because he was like married at the time and he's, you know, a good Christian Southern boy. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he's put it down in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if a person. I, I, I don't know I, if I would. I don't know if putting it down is the way to say like it about this, Harry Connick Jr. This man and his and his weird lopsided face. I don't know. I don't get white white women. You you can have it. I don't get it. <laughs> I really I really don't like people will talk shit about like being attracted to Adam Driver. Um, and I'm just like uh. It's not just like film though. I've met Adam Driver in person and thought that's a hot ass man. Harry Connick Jr. I do not feel like holds up in person. No, <laughs> I do not. No. <laughs> it couldn't be. No, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. I mean, yeah, this movie. I mean, obviously, eventually they end up together because her bosses threaten to shut down the whole plant and she stands up for the people and is like, no, we can, we can figure out a new product to release through this plant. Like these people are hardworking and smart. Like you can't just shut off their livelihood. So she advocates. Um, yeah. It's almost like if you're patient and then Siobhan <laughs> finds like a paper in, um, in Renee's uh, desk. That's basically about layoffs that were supposed to happen. And she's like, you lied to us. Like you didn't tell us all these things. And then Renee's like, well, actually, they want to shut down the whole plant, but I want to save it. And, and you know, Siobhan's upset. Um, but they end up talking, and Siobhan, throughout the whole movie, talks about her tapioca recipe, her famous tapioca recipe. And um, in the next scene, Renee, like, gives, you know, one of those speeches to everybody at the plant that's like, I know this sucks, and you might lose your jobs, but, like, we got to try. And then, like... Um, what's his face? Who she fired comes through, and he's like, "Cause they're oh, J.K. Simmons." Um, comes through, um, and is like, "You guys don't want to have you know the plant shut down and not feel like you tried." Um, like she's right, and I'm like watching this like this sucks. If when I was working at Macy's, they were like, "Hey, you guys want to work overtime and not get paid because we might shut down Macy's and then you can keep your cool job at Macy's." Because like they work at a fucking factory. Like this is shitty. I feel bad for the workers. Yeah. Um, this is bullshit. And and I'm not mad at Renee for this because she is trying to help them, and and her bosses are the ones at fault. Yeah. But I'm like, this is just bullshit. Like that. There's like a montage of them working overtime and not getting paid for it. Fuck that. Um, anyways, they end up producing the tapioca recipe that Siobhan has. Um, and <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's apparently really good. Um, and so like the, the, the crux of the movie or, or like the, the real like final climax is when, um, 
even though the pudding has been successful, I guess the main bosses want to buy, they want to like buy the recipe and still shut down the plant. Um, and Renee gets investors and decides that she wants to buy the plant and have it run independently and be like worker owned. And, um, like they'll they'll make the tapioca and then Harry Connick Jr. like rolls through while she's telling everyone this and he's like I'm the union guy you're you're gonna have to go through me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god why does this movie exist I want I want an investigation as to why this exists we need a deep dive on like why why was new in town made yeah for what like or or for why it's taken more from my life than given me and it's an hour and honestly like i was i was up like late at night i'd already seen like a good movie well at least an interesting movie i don't know how i feel about it and then i a relatively better one yes and then i had to go home and then i had to watch new in town I you know it's do you ever feel like like when the movies are really bad for this podcast it's almost like a chore like when you're like when you're like a half hour in and you're like wow okay (laughs) yeah like this is like a movie like I should be enjoying myself exactly like even bad like the the point of this podcast is that we like you know like what? it's fun to talk about bad movies. You know what Renee Zellweger should have made a movie about instead of New in Town? She should have made a movie about her very quick marriage and annulment to Kenny Chesney. I need all the answers. Because I'm because I, I still want, want to know what happened. I there. wanna know I wanna know how do you know how they fell in love? No. Like, I wanna know that. I, I wanna remember know they had like a whole like cover story. Start and shit. to finish. I want the I want that first connection. I want that I want that story. Oh, she's with another. She's with another musician. This one from Texas. Okay, she she loves her some. She's got a little type. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's from Texas. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm, oh, she dated Bradley Cooper. Ugh. <laughs> wow. What did Bradley Cooper do to you? Honestly, he didn't do anything to me. It's just, um, it's like leftover feelings from he's just not that into you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like that Bradley Cooper is so etched in my mind, it's really hard to separate. Are you ready? But I watched Silver Linings Playbook recently, and I was like, "Oh right, yeah, oh yeah, fuck that movie." Right. Are you ready for uh, his his A Star Is Born? No, what? I, I've seen. Wait, wait. Have you? No, not, I have not seen. You have not seen the trailer to Bradley Cooper's A Star no, Is Born. Oh my god. Okay. Me oh on my this. god. We are gonna watch as soon as we. We need to get off this podcast so Just that I can so show I can this watch to that? Yes. I have seen this trailer so many. Every single time I watch it, I'm just like, this is what I was put on this earth to watch in a theater. Because I just like, it's either going to be really, really bad or really, really good. And either way, I feel it's like gonna I'm going to have a great time. Like you're going to have the popcorn and you're going to be living your best oh life. Oh my God, <laughs> like yes. Like 100. Um, the moral of New in Town, I would say, is that, um, you know, Renee Zellweger, we're really rooting for you. We're rooting for you. We really want you to do better movies. I mean, after this... Siobhan Hogan is a great comedic actress. Even when given just like a a very annoying script, she's still charming. So give her great roles. Um, Harry Connick Jr. looks like a youth pastor. And J.K. Simmons needed to wear possibly a stomach suit, which is weird. And for a lot of reasons. Yes, it's uh, Renee Zellweger is just she's a white woman I stand for. I do not stand for this movie. I will never watch it again. Um, maybe or maybe I'd watch it on mute just to look at her clothes. Um, <laughs> yeah, this Screen is just cap. 
watch any of the Bridget Jones movies. Absolutely, yeah. Over this. Any, any of, them. of them. Like, even the third. Yeah. And the third one has Ed Sheeran in it. And I still yeah. think... <laughs> I mean, they serve you up some good men in the Bridget Jones movies. Oh, yeah. They, they serve, you <laughs> they up some serve s- them up. They serve them up. Some tasty men. I'm at, you know, I'm actually surprised we haven't um, had people come at us for our male objectification. Uh, I, that would amuse the shit out I of me. I know. I think oh, that's man. probably why. I think people know that we would just think it was funny. <laughs> I think really any also, gripe that people have with us is funny. I know because we're so like <laughs> we're so harmless. <laughs> like, like we're you're just mad ta- at us. Like we're just talking about <laughs> Renee's shoes. Like we're like those are great shoes. Also, this is thinly written. Oh my god! Um, so, not trying to be yeah. So. This is the Bad Romance Podcast. What you're going to do? You're going to listen to us? I hope so. Um, we Please. are We are on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. We're on Google Play. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us individually on Twitter. You can go watch us do comedy if you live in New York. Anything else? Bronwyn. Honestly, I think you got it covered. Okay. Um, uh, we love you guys. Um, try to go to bed. Try to drink water. You know, uh, listen to your feelings. Maybe take a multivitamin. Those are good. Ooh, yeah. I love a gummy one, except sometimes I OD and then my pee's like green. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, we probably need to do something less white. I'm feeling very whited out. Uh, yes. So, so we'll probably do something that's less white or less straight next week, hopefully. Yes, let's veer from that. Yes, let's please do. All right, I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Uh, yeah. Back it up, back it up. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's dump this truck. Baby, tomorrow.